the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 411 on my 401k. You're in the right place. The Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The 9-11 anniversary commemoration at Ground Zero in New York City began with a tolling bell today in a moment of silence. There is musical tributes as well, including his bagpipes, marking 20 years after the start of the deadliest terror attack on U.S. soil. Mike Lowe, whose daughter was a flight attendant on Flight 11, which crashed into the North Tower, recalled the heroic actions of everyday Americans. Beginning with the actions of the flight crews, like Sarah, and the passengers on the four flights, the individuals in the towers, the professionals of the fire and police, and later the volunteers who helped work on the pile, sensitive to recovering our loved ones' remains. President Biden, along with former Presidents Obama and Clinton and other dignitaries, joined a crowd of victims' relatives at the Memorial Plaza. This is SRN News. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a Fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome. I hope you had a very good Labor Day weekend. This is the King Banyan Show. We're broadcasting to you here on uh, Patriots Day, um, which means something different to me. Growing up in New England, for us, Patriots Day was actually uh, a, a celebration of the uh, Revolutionary War, and happened in uh, and happened. It happens in April. Uh, 
it's the day on which they run the Boston Marathon traditionally. It's also the day when uh, the uh, Boston Red Sox typically get a home game that starts at 11 in the morning, which actually is conducive for you if you're interested in looking. If you're in the bleachers, you can look outside. You can look out the back, and you can see the runners uh, heading into heading into uh, into downtown Boston to uh, to finish the marathon. Um, uh, the marathon is uh, something my I, I haven't run it, but my daughter has. I've been to the marathon a few times. Uh, it's, it's great. It's a great watch. I have, and I have been in Fenway Park to for pa- for a Patriots Day game, and it was sort of like a Ferris Bueller moment. Um, so anyway, uh, it's a little awkward sometimes for people to, for people to listen to a show, a radio show on here on. Uh, on the Biz 1440 or any of our Salem stations, uh, a show affiliated with the Northern Alliance radio network without thinking, you're going to probably want to do a lot about 9-11, right, King? And my answer is, no, not really. Not really. Um, one thing about this show, and if you're new to the show, first of all, thank you. Welcome. I'm so glad you could be with us. But one thing that I try to practice on this show is is um, the uh, line that I attribute always. I'm sure he's not the person who came up with it first, but uh, the line I attribute always to the comedian Dave Chappelle, uh, who I adore. Uh, uh, I, I, I will watch any Chappelle uh, stand-up special that I can get my hands on. Uh, and and the line was 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 his response to when he was asked to work on something where he's like, he said, well, why don't you do like a TV series or why don't you do, why don't you do a movie? Why don't you become a movie producer or a movie director? And his response was always stay in your lane. I'm just going to stay in my lane. I'm going to keep doing what I do. He took time away. Of course, people know the Chappelle show. Right, he he tried that. He tried that, and he decided, you know what, that really isn't me. And in a world where I can't fairly well bring up my news feed, uh, my RSS feeder uh, for the news articles, the blogs, and 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 news sites that I read on a regular basis, I can't bring one up almost any day without hearing something more about the crisis in expertise. I simply tried to avoid it by saying it, but I was really touched by something, and let me go see if I can find that piece for us quickly. I should have have had that up before now. Um, But it was a wonderful piece posted by uh, by, uh, uh, occasional friend, uh, occasional uh, friend, I should say that, that way, um, I, I know uh, Professor Timothy Taylor down, uh, who's, who works out of McAllister, but he's actually the, the uh, editor, the managing editor of the Journal of Economic Perspectives and works for the American Economic Association, the professional organization in my field. But he posted a piece about that, that I had been influenced by. It was written by Jonathan Rausch uh, earlier this week about, about expertise and how many more people – are trying, trying to, I, I should, I don't think it was Rush. I think I'm actually confusing my pieces. I think it was by John Ioannidis. Um, but how many people are trying to say something about COVID at this moment? If you're a listener to this show here, the King Banyan show here on the Biz 1440, I try to keep my comments on COVID per se about, about vaccinations, about uh, and, and about and about spread and so forth. I try to stay a little bit out of that area. Indeed, I had a long conversation with uh, with uh, someone who's been a guest on our show, um, who wanted to come on and talk about you know work that he had been doing about 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 COVID, and 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 I didn't say it quite this way to him, but I will say it that way to you. Is like. You and I are both economists. What exactly do we know about about viruses? Well, I was reading. Yeah. I have a lot of students that read in my area. Um, I've trained 
thousands, I think I could say thousands of students now. I don't know that I would want to view them as experts. I hope they're, they're knowledgeable. But a whole lot of knowledge involves not knowing what you don't know as well as how much what you do know. And so when it comes to 9-11, I tell people, you know what? I don't know very much. I'm fairly quiet about whether or not whether or not we should have left Afghanistan because frankly I'm just another I'm just another person who reads a lot, sees a lot, has thoughts. Um I'm an economist, so part of my world in terms of economics and I was tweeting this in another context and we'll use this line again that there are no there are no solutions there are only trade-offs. It's a line that I've I've heard ascribed to to Tom Soul. Uh, I all I know is I didn't invent it, <laughs> right? Um, it's trade-offs all the way down is another version of that. I I'm but I attribute it to him because I remember reading it within Basic Economics and um, within his book Basic Economics, and I still believe. That. So I kind of think it's his whatever. But it really examines the way I look at the way I want to look at the world is simply there are trade-offs. And so when I when I think about vaccine mandates or if I think about Afghanistan or if I even think about the event of 9-11 itself, I live in a world where, where I just want to think in terms of trade-offs. So... Here's a, an example, and I tweeted this to you. If you're new to the show, one thing you really have to do, and I just I, I don't give a lot of commands, but one thing I tell people is if you would like to join me in doing show prep, um, one thing you can do to do that show prep is to follow us on Twitter by following the hashtag pound KBRS for King Banyan Radio Show. KBRS. And... This morning I tweeted to you a very, what I think of as being a very interesting article uh, that was posted on the New York Federal Reserve's uh, blog um, titled 20 Years After 9-11, New York City's Resilience is Tested Once Again. Um, and, and I think it's really an appropriate way to think about both COVID and 9-11 in this sense. In the language that a macroeconomist would use, and what I would teach my students, in a, say, particularly in an intermediate macro course, but I'd probably use this phrase in a principles course without a whole lot of explanation around it, both these events have the characteristics of a supply shock. One of them very localized, with some, with some ripples throughout the entire U.S. economy but very localized on lower Manhattan when the World Trade Center was attacked and, and collapsed. You had 3,000 people die. The article that I tweeted to you it, it, the, earlier this morning, um, they took a look at lower Manhattan and said, and saw you know that in the week after the attack, on the World Trade Center, 10,000 people, or excuse me, 10% of the population of Lower Manhattan disappeared. Largely because, as they write, a lot of apartments were wiped out, badly damaged and uninhabitable. By 2005, those buildings came back to life and returned to normal, and the population rebounded to a new high. And when 26, in 2016, that the population in this area had skyrocketed by about 50% compared to pre-9-11 levels. Um, and and since the onset of the... Po uh, so going forward, they say, what happened during COVID, right? Because COVID hit New York City at first much harder than it hit any other place in the United States. The first... The first COVID wave was New York. Yes, there was some in Seattle too, but New York really suffered the brunt of it right at the beginning. The population in lower Manhattan fell by 5% um, 
in in March fell by five percent between March of 2020 and July of 2021, but it's still 73 percent higher than what happened before. Now, no one should make a mistake that I'm arguing that 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 9/11 was good for Lower Manhattan. I don't believe that for a second. However, the point remains that after a supply shock, after something as as traumatic as as 9/11, in a place where economies are allowed to spontaneously grow again, even in a place that had a lot of restrictions uh, in place, although I, I do believe that they were they were probably helped in no small part by a lighter hand of regulation by the Giuliani and and uh, Bloomberg administrations than they were by the by the de Blasio administration over the last over the last four years. I think it's fair to say that. There was a lot of new growth that happened. There's a lot of explanations for this. I could talk about the interruption of the uh, sclerosis that it infects almost any major city um, as a desire for status quo and nimbyism and all of those things just keep keep bad relationships in place that inhibit growth. 9-11, as horrible as it was, broke a bunch of those things um and and on this i rely on the on the work on the uh on the rise and decline of nations that was done by uh, manser olson back in the 1980s but i nonetheless you could actually make a case and i don't think this is the case the authors at the new york fed are making you can make a case that 9-11 wasn't the you know actually ended up you, you might even say it it caused the growth of lower Manhattan that we see today with more shops, more restaurants, more people living there. That's all true. That said, was it worth going through nine eleven? No, no one no no one would say so. That that's a that's that's a monstrous thing to say. Nonetheless, it's not a failure. It's not a success. It's just a matter of, of, as an economist, I want to dig down and say, okay, so these things happened that were horrible. These things happened which were not horrible that actually showed some benefits. And the, and the, the point being, whatever, whatever, whatever your view about 9-11... 3,000 people died, or like 2,900 within New York itself, and, and New York City itself, and you get this this shock afterwards, which would not have happened without 9-11. So even in this case, it's trade-offs all the way down. I'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-351-4596. 
If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-351-4596. 800-351-4596. 800-351-4596. com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more at iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matami Dive. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like... Uh, giraffe there were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it but there were other things that needed addressing and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me it was an amazing transformation in fact my brother-in-law who had visited Before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440. We're live. Your calls are welcome. 651 I... I just want to make sure I haven't given anyone the cause to think that I thought 9-11 was good because it helped New York City grow. Not what I said. Just going to make sure that, that, that you heard me correctly. It, my, my point being, human beings are so resilient, so resilient, that even after a tragedy like this, like that, they were able to simply say, yep, okay. And if you're going to rebuild anywhere... My view is you want to rebuild in a land that that creates and permits human flourishing by by individual initiative. That that tends to work better than 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 a broad collective action. Um, I would tell you all of those. You know, some of some no doubt some part of New York City was jump started by aid from from the state or from the city or from the federal government no no doubt whatsoever but it's still the case that we live in a country where people can create their own businesses they can build and rebuild as they wish now what's the applicability of that to to the current to our current economy well let's let's start let's start with with a week where we had fairly light news okay this week on the economic front such that I don't have a whole lot to offer you this week, but I think I think there's a, there's a few points that are becoming clearer to us uh, since the uh, start of September, and I want to I want to make those points to you in this hour. Uh, one of them sort of is highlighted by the highlighted by the job openings and labor turnover survey. Now, that always comes out with a significant lag, more than a month lag. So the data I'm reading to you now is for July, not for August. And we know that August, we had a, we had a fairly small increase in, in 
net employment in what what the JOLT survey, Job Opening and Labor Turnover Survey, I'll call it JOLTs from here on because that other part is a mouthful, is JOLTs uh, is a survey that, that actually looks at gross flows. There are people coming into the labor force, there are people going out of the labor force all at the same time. Uh, people are changing jobs all over the place. It's a dynamic economy. It's that dynamic economy that rebuilt New York City, at, and particularly lower Manhattan after 9-11. So this particular report, let me, let me go grab it for you. Let me first grab, grab a quick summary for you. Um, 10.9 million job openings. Okay, 10.9 million job openings. And this is a greater number of job openings than there are jobs in the economy. Now we see I'm unemployed in the economy. So there's 10.9 million job openings. There's about 150 million workers, roughly. So let's say 11, 150. And the number of people who have stated that they're unemployed is actually under 9 million. So there are more job openings than there are people to people who are actively looking for work. There are two issues at play here. One of them is that one of them is we see a significant in we, we see a significant increase in the number of people who are still who are out of the labor force relative to pre-pandemic. That number has been stubborn in growing back. Now, this is the July data. And in July, Delta was something that we really didn't look at until very late in the month, unless you were like, you know, one of those people who was looking for new bad COVID news every morning when you wake up and you look through your news news reader. It's not what I do. But, but layoffs had picked up by 105,000 during July. And we should probably guess that because we're having trouble getting supplies to get enough <clears throat> to get enough goods like chips. I mean, for example, uh, Taiwan in August, uh, their their exports were up twenty seven percent year over year, which was more than expected. Okay, so Taiwan is just making goods just as fast as it can. China, Chinese. Uh, uh, Chinese wholesale prices this week reported out uh, that, excuse me, uh, reported out that uh, up very slightly. We haven't seen the increase in, in prices for Chinese citizens, but their export prices on trade figures are going up pretty significantly. Exports up 25.6% year over year. That was both Taiwan and China. Those numbers were up more than we thought. Back to the job openings numbers. Those job openings numbers uh, were uh, were were changed by 107,000. Okay, 107,000 people quitting their jobs each month. Let me go grab the actual report because I don't think that number is exactly right. Actually, that's not right. Uh, number of quits was at four million jobs. Right. So if you think about those gross flows. The number of people hired in July, just the number of hires, the act of hiring somebody to work for you, was 6.7 million people. The act of people quitting was 4 million people. And the number of people who are being laid off or simply let go permanently was at uh, 1.5 million in July. So of the, of the flows of people going back and forth in July, a lot of them were quitting. Now, question is, when we get to August and September, what will these numbers look like? But my point is, the fact that we have 4 million people quitting their jobs, I think is good news because, not, is because those 4 million people have, have the thought I mean, some of them are going to leave because they've decided, I, I don't want to take the risk of catching COVID at work. That's fine. Some of them may just decide to retire. And, and you know what? Usually when people retire, 
they're going to a life they like more than the like life they had while working. That's, that's why. I mean, I'm going to a retirement party this afternoon. It's a happy event. It's not a sad event. But for probably what I think is the majority of that 4 million people who quit in, in July, those folks believe that there's a better job and a better life for them out there somewhere. At this moment, when wages are rising rapidly, and the number of jobs that are number of jobs that are that are open, okay, uh, at ten point nine million, that four million constitutes a big chunk of people trying to get one of those ten point nine million jobs. Yes, our hope is that they will pull pull one of the uh, one of the many millions more who currently are not working, but maybe would like to. Maybe they had a job pre-COVID, and they've been out of the workforce for a, for a month or two, or maybe even a year, year and a half, and we want them to come back. That's true. Okay? That $10.9 million is is that demand side. That's still out there. It's still very strong. But part of that supply is the churn of the economy that where people are going to become better off by quitting the job they have that and jumping to another job that they've concluded is better for them. And in their mind, that's a good choice. And in our mind, maybe we're like, oh, maybe not such a good choice. But that, that choice is going to be, that choice is the way in which we probably should measure whether or not GDP is rising or not. So as I look at those, those data, I would say the JOLTS data was, was super good. Um, it's, again, it's July data. It's older. We knew July was a pretty good month. The, the total gain on the, on, in the jobs report for July was near a million jobs. So this makes sense to me that, that this sort of confirms that. But the fact that 4 million people are still quitting a job in a month thinking they can go find something better, that's pretty solid. That's the indication that, that right at this moment, employees might have the upper hand and able to find jobs that pay better, have better benefits, and better working conditions. That's something to celebrate, even here on, on Patriot's Day, on the King Banyan Show, on The Biz, 1440. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. Well, it's awfully nice that things are getting back to some normalcy. Kids are back in school. High school sports are happening. And now maybe it's time to do some of the things you might have been putting off, like refinance or do a cash-out refinance with United Faith Mortgage. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here. And one of the big advantages to working with United Faith Mortgage is they are a direct lender, meaning their team is part of a company that uses their own money to make their own lending decisions within its own walls. So there's no middleman. And this advantage often allows us to close a faster loan and get you a better rate, which can save you lifelong money. And at United Faith Mortgage, they pay your appraisal fee up to $500. That's out-of-pocket money you would normally have to pay up front. And because United Faith Mortgage is a small family team, you will be treated like family. It's just how they do business. For more information and to start the process, visit them online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. That's unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Vrecka, NMLS number 65233.
I am Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. Staff Sergeant Alex. I am Staff Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I am proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm the, proud to serve in the United and States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Welcome back. Love it. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Glad that you can be with us today. 651-289-4477. Dr. Kendrick Johnson coming up after at the top of the hour. Um, talking about sort of a different model for, for how we uh, create health care and maybe um, make it a little less mysterious uh, than it is right now. I'm looking forward to that conversation. Um, but... But looking forward to a conversation with you. Let me quickly get around to the rest of the uh, economic news of the week. Um, when I always tell, I always use these lines. You know, I said trade-offs all the way down. There, you know, there's there's no there are no the the line I use at the beginning of the show that they are there are no. There's opportunity costs or there's there are no solutions, only trade-offs. Um, another one that I picked up from uh, Scott Sumner, now retired from uh, economist from uh, Brandeis University, north of Boston, uh, and uh, author of a new book that I'm looking forward to reading on uh, his his theory of market monetarism, not not modern monetary theory, which is entirely different than market monetarism. I don't know. I think Sumner has participated with me in the past. I'm hoping maybe I can get him to, uh, maybe maybe he would be willing to come on the show some Saturday morning and, and, and chat with us about his book. Uh, I like that. Uh, one of Sumner's lines that I like to, that I like using, he uses it in a monetary sense, but I'd like to use it in, in almost every sense of a market where we can describe supply and demand, is to never reason from a price change. Um, one clear fact is that wages are growing now more rapidly than we had seen before. The Atlanta Fed's wage growth tracker now shows 4% year-over-year wage growth so that real wages are beginning to rise, okay? For employees, that's awesome, right? We finally are seeing it. And, And indeed, if you look at the... Excuse me. If you look at the jobs that are where wages are growing most rapidly, the answer is they're growing most rapidly in those areas that are that paid the least leisure and hospitality, retail, those places which are growing the that have the the lowest wages, which typically are those areas where. There's a personal service. I went to a restaurant that I hadn't been to before out in one of our neighboring uh, neighboring cities last night up here in St. In, in Cloud. Um, and, and I was, and one of the things I said to my wife, we had a fabulous meal about it. So we had a fabulous meal and just a great experience. The ambiance was lovely. Um, if I gave you any description of the ambience i would probably end up naming the restaurant i don't mean to advertise for them um but one thing i noticed was for the first time i thought in a long time 
I noticed they had a full complement of servers. There was some. There was a. There was a hostess that sat me. Um, there was. There was someone who set the table and brought out some water and it brought out some water and and got us got us started and then the server came out. But there were people running meal running food out to us. They served in family style, so the, the food got to your table hot just as soon as it came off the uh, came came into the window from the kitchen. Uh, it was brought to you. There was there wasn't really any rhyme or reason to when it came it just came um which was fun i i actually enjoyed it uh very much and and i said to i said to barbara at the end of it, it's like here's the thing i see that i hadn't seen before they have a full complement of employees here now we're in a college town uh there are a lot of college students and college students frequently make a little extra money by working in the communities that they that they serve. And I thought, hey, this is good news. This is probably the first time in a long time uh, that these businesses are actually being able to find workers. Why? Because college students are coming back to school. And so as I looked, I mean, I, I think the server has someone that's been there for a while, but the person that filled my cup, and I think even the person that, at, at the uh, Mater D station, um, I... I there were actually two people at the Mater D station, which was even more shocking. <clears throat> the um, um, the that's that made me think maybe the university's not doing too bad because we actually have people coming back and living in this community. So, but one thing to say for those those young people is they're getting a lot of money right now. The downside of that is, okay, so go back to this never reason for a price change. <clears throat> One thing you might conclude from this is businesses are demanding more workers because people want to go out to eat. The restaurant I went to was busy. I had to wait to get a table. Um, and, and, you know, and particularly when I asked for an outside table because my wife and I prefer to eat outside which has partly to do with COVID and partly to do with the fact I live in Minnesota. I can only eat outside so many months of the year. So I, and I like dining al fresco. So I took full, we take, we take full advantage of summer and wherever we can, we we find a patio to sit on. It's just, it's been our habit for years and years. The, the other side of that though is, Another thing that can cause wages to rise besides the increase in demand from customers and the fact that rest people want to go to restaurants is that there are fewer workers. And when I see an increase in wages, some people want to pin this on increased demand. Some people want to increase, pin this on decreased supply. Some people want to say, Ah, look at this. Workers are demanding more. They're, you know, it's like, well, they have the power to demand more in part because businesses are finding an opportunity. They've got a window here within which demand for their restaurants is higher. And it's going to last for a while. So 3.9% growth, it's good as long as you can either increase your prices to your customers or increase productivity of your business. Because if you don't do those two things, the third op, op, the third option happens, which is your profits go down. I'm curious how much that restaurant is paying their servers. I don't know. I know a lot of restaurants in town, but this is this is one I've not been to before, and I do not know the ownership. And I know the ownership of probably, oh, I don't really want to say half, but I'll bet about a third of the restaurants in, in St. Cloud, I know the owners. And... And this is not one. This is not one of those third. But I'm because I the ones I've talked to, their workers don't want to work so work as many hours. They don't want overtime, and they're having. They're, you're seeing, you're seeing restaurants bid away workers. You know, servers from other restaurants, cooks from other restaurants. It happens a lot. Um, and I I but my point, my, my general point here is. We have seen wages go up, and the question is, how is that going to manifest itself over time? 
Will there be productivity gains? If so, that probably means that capital spending is going to go up rapidly. Prices might rise to customers to pass along those costs. And in our quarterly business report that comes out tomorrow in the St. Cloud Times, it's not up yet on the Times website. As soon as it gets up there, I will shoot it out using our hashtag pound KBRS to you, my listeners. Uh, we do have a we do have ourselves a uh, a review uh, that will be virtual as well, but it's for the first time in six uh, in the last six quarters. I'm going to go to some place, and there are going to be some people uh, who come to see it live. We're going to do it in person, and I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable with that. My wife's not so comfortable with that, but I'm comfortable with that. Uh, and we will do it. We will do it uh, in person, but virtually as well. And I'll send you a link to get the tickets if you want to see that next Thursday morning. That starts at eight a.m. Uh, I'm doing a lot of talks this week. For some reason, all of a sudden, they've just come. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, and and so I'll be out at a lot of different places here over the next two to three weeks. My basic point is wages are rising. We're not sure why they're rising, but they're certainly a sign of a tight labor market that can be an increase in demand for workers a decrease in the supply of workers, or both. And we don't know what percentage is which. The only, we don't know what percentage is, is how much. What I know for the, our community is, and I think for many communities around Minnesota, the number of people working in spite of these higher wages is less than it was before. Okay? You can draw your supply and demand graphs and figure out how can I get wages to rise... And the number of people working to fall at the same time. Well, guess what? There's two different ways to do that, too. Don't reason from the price change what's, what's more important. It doesn't work. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Well, I was born on a Sunday. Well, I had me a job. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science, too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup, win prizes at the VIP fan club, catch up on your favorite podcasts, and more. One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. You know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores. And just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year, finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We. Our United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park, Grove, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access Store or Corporate Animalist Number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Get that rack shack attack, rack shack barbecue. 
Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, The Biz 1440. Since we're doing a little little history, and I'm, I'm going to take one segment to talk about monetary, because I sort of said, I've been hammering the Fed a lot lately, and I just, I, I, I think I need to give them a week off. I'm actually going give them, to give them more than a week off, but um, I'll talk about that at the end of the show today. But um, I, I lived through... Um, I became uh, a college student in the mid 1970s. I graduated college in, in in the late 70s, and then so I went to graduate school during the Carter years and then the Reagan years. Uh, and um, and I, I often point out to people, and it's it's a confession of failure. I did not vote for Ronald Reagan in 1980. Uh, I voted. I, as I frequently seem to end up doing, I end up not liking the two major party candidates, and I found a third party candidate I liked better. So I voted. I voted for John Anderson that year. Um, the um, the and, and my older listeners will know who I mean, and they're gonna they're gonna be sl- banging their heads on the desk right now, like what you did what? Um, anyway. Um, I lived through the 70s, and the reason I, and part of the reason I got interested in economics was because of the inflation of the 1970s. One comment that I heard yesterday that I thought was really fascinating, I've played, we've played a fair amount of Larry Summers. Uh, he was on uh, Bloomberg on uh, their Wall Street Week program, uh, as he frequently is, uh, last night. And uh, Summers is, is, sort of in my generation of economists. Uh, and, and I thought this is a very nice, succinct way of not, uh, of saying what he thinks about what's happening out there. And, and while I believe inflation might be coming and he believes inflation is coming, don't think it's the 1970s level. Let's play this. This is, I believe, cut number one. I don't think we're anywhere close to the kind of uh, Carter-era double-digit inflation. But I do think we're in very serious danger of repeating almost all the mistakes of the 1960s and early 1970s. And I would add to that just this. There are ways in which we could define ourselves as being wrong. If inflation doesn't stay high and we get significant additional growth next year, then my fears and and Larry Summers' fears, I think, would be proven to have been wrong. I think. However, the other point I would make is, and, and, and we'll get this other cut queued up for you, um, is that in other countries, such as Australia or the European Union, they're beginning to already talk about pulling back some of the extraordinary measures that they've had. And that word extraordinary, I think, is important. I want you to listen to this. This is Christine Lagarde. Used to wor- used to work for the be the chief economist at the IMF. She's had a lot of these uh, high international economic organization positions and is currently president of the European Central Bank 
and this was her statement in response to the fact that they that the European Central Bank has announced that it too, like Australia, is going to begin to taper their asset purchases, their quantitative easing. Play cut number two, please. I would preface the my first my response to your first question by a quote, actually, in a way, which is the lady isn't tapering. Because what we are doing is recalibrating uh, PEP, which I remind you is the Pandemic Emergency Purchase Program, and we are recalibrating just as we did back in December and back in March. We are doing, we're doing that on the basis of the framework, which is a joint assessment. So we look at the financing conditions, and we concluded that they remain favorable And we do that on the basis on the inflation outlook. And as you rightly pointed out, our inflation outlook has been uh, upgraded. And uh, it has been the case for 21, significantly, 22, quite significantly, and to a lesser extent, 23. But across the board, uh, you have an an improvement on the uh, inflation numbers for the whole horizon that we look at. And by improvement, she doesn't mean she doesn't mean they're getting closer to zero. She means they're rising. If you look at the ECB forecast, and we don't have time enough to to do it here, but uh, but if you look at their numbers, their their forecasts are for inflation to be higher. Well, the same is true in the United States. So the question is really, what's going to happen with tapering here in the U.S.? There's no longer an emergency. And because there's no longer an emergency and because wages are rising this fast, my concern is that is that we end up in what Summers and I would remember to be the wage price spirals that we had in the 70s where increased prices led to increased wages, increased wages induced businesses to try to pass those increased labor costs on to increase prices. And if, you, and if you, that goes on for long enough, you end up with stagflation. And I am concerned that stagflation, simultaneously high unemployment and rising prices, could be, our, could be our future if we're not careful. True, it hasn't looked like that for 30 to 40 years. I don't blame economists who say, you got to be kidding, Kay. This, this is not the way. We're in a deflationary trend. I get that. But if you live through what we went through in the 70s, and went through the pain of the 80s disinflation and the double recession that we had in 80 and 82. You want to be very careful about that. Dr. Kendrick Johnson, coming up after this, you're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Hey, what you got cooking there? Oh, look at this. I got us some back bacon. Mm, That doesn't look like our rusty old, uh, or trusty old charcoal grill, though. Well, that's because it isn't. It's one of these fancy new pellet grills from Louisiana Grills. Well, that explains the smoky goodness I smell, but aren't those things hard to use? And don't you have to, like, sit by it and babysit it to control the temperature all day? Oh, not at all. It's just set it and forget it. This Louisiana grill even has Wi-Fi. Imagine that. It controls the temperature right from your smartphone. Uh, Will it work with my flip phone? I don't think so. Where'd you get it? Oh, at the same place we got our new spa. Premier Pool and Spa. They have a full line of Louisiana grills in stock, and the best thing is, they're made in America, too. Visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen today. Louisiana grills, you deserve it. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take grilling seriously. PremierPools.com. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018 and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it. But there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and, and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. 
it was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Have you been charged with a gun crime? Have you lost your gun rights due to an old criminal offense? Have you been denied a permit to carry or a purchase of a firearm? I'm attorney Kelly Keegan, and I can help. Contact us for a free consultation at keeganlawoffice.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.